and salutations, everybody. It's Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you on an auditory journey of all things pop culture that you can't help but consume. The stuff that you are insatiable for, the things that we truly find bingeable. <laughs> Today with me, I have my friend, Randy. Hello, Randy. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Good. I am so thankful that you you said yes to coming on and just talking shit about like with me <laughs> not about me but with me <laughs> i mean can we do both okay but i don't want to be shit on because that's not really like my kink at all feels like a different kind of podcast completely and it's not something that i plan on going into ever unless i'm being like paid a lot so <laughs> i don't have an only fans do you have an only fans no i have a ceiling fan okay <laughs> I mean, I've I've paid for OnlyFans, but I I don't have one that I'm making content. I'm not a curator or a creator or whatever they call these people. Yeah, they're content creators, I guess. And so I've been like in this whole thing like lately, and it's like, should I pay make people pay to see my butt because I put it out there enough anyways? But then at the same time, it's just like, ugh, another account to run, and it just seems like more work. Yeah, you're doing God's work right now, so just. People in the pandemic appreciate that contribution. We'll see. That's what I have to do here. So, okay. So I needed to talk to you because you had posted about this earlier this week uh, about Superstore. So people, if you guys have not seen the finale of Superstore, just go ahead like four minutes. So I'm going to kind of time us out here. So, okay. So I watched the finale of Superstore last night and I am feeling mixed emotions. I'm happy how it ended and like what was your what was your feeling overall it, it, bittersweet is literally the the right word i mean i definitely i sobbed i didn't just cry it was okay what, ugly cry what was the what was the breaking point what was the moment where you were like oh god <sighs> honestly it started in the second half you know because they broke it into two two 30 minute shows uh-huh and just like seeing it wrap up and they were being so chipper and then I was I was emotional because it was coming to an end just because I think it's such an amazing show, like the representation, the diversity, the story. T- I mean, just it was like literally the perfect show. And I wasn't happy that America had left, but it still I felt was really solid. It had its, you know, Dina and Sandra and just all of that supporting cast was really mm-hmm. just magic. And so I was sad that the show was ending, but I w- it was just I cried because it was beautiful in the way that they you know, a lot of times we get robbed as like fans of shows of a good ending you know it's oh there was the writer's strike and so a lot of shows just went to their graves and we mm-hmm. never got an ending we never got a happy ending and we all love a happy ending and it really was a happy ending i mean just again people who hopefully have not seen the show aren't listening to this right now but they wrapped everybody's storyline up i love just even like the little thing with sandra when she did the you know mic drop and gave her a little confidence boost the best. It, was just, it was just it was beautifully done and then I think what then sent me over the edge again is when Jonah closed the bedroom door and it panned up to the stars on the, yes. on the sky and the callbacks. I just, I like, I'm going to cry right now. It was, just, <laughs> it was so, it was so thoughtful. And they even had a couple of the characters. I think it's actually the producer of the show or creator of the show's kids. You know, the girl that was running around, like asking the question about the product. She was in the first, she was in the pilot episode. So it was a really cool callback to the very um, 
beginning of the show, which I literally just restarted with my best friend a couple weeks ago. So for me, it was fresh in my brain. Yeah, see, I fell in love with the show over quarantine and it became something that, um, you know, usually I'll just, I'm bingeable, you know what I mean? Like the whole thing is I will binge through something really, really quickly. And it became appointment viewing with my partner, like at night, like, okay, so we'll watch this together, you know, while we eat or whatever. And um, I fell in love with with the whole superstore. And so, and it's just, it's one of those things that just, it's ending at a time when I think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and they're discovering the show and like character, like um, Sandra's my favorite character out of all of them. So like, you know, just seeing her evolution as a person and that she, she got kind of everything that she wanted at the end, Yeah, you know, which was so cute. I do think, you know, people jumping on, it felt like almost like Shit's Creek where people were just now discovering it and now they don't want it to end. I mean, but I've been watching their show since 2015. So for me, it's like, ah, you know, Schitt's Creek. I think I started the party a little, maybe two years in, two years late, but it's, it's hard. It's one of those well-written shows and it's, it's just perfect. It was perfect television. Bullshit's Creek is absolutely perfect television. Like it was, that's one that I fell into a couple years ago. I was like, like season two, season three is when I finally started watching and yeah, I mean, it's just these beautiful shows that have this great representation, these characters that are really dynamic, you know what I mean? Like some of them are, Absolutely. they're flawed. There's like little issues with them and you're just kind of like, you know, you're putting your foot in your mouth again, but at the same time you forgive it. And I think it makes the journey all so much sweeter. So yeah, like Schitt's Creek, I mean, Catherine O'Hara is just, she's a goddess now. Like it's an American yeah. treasure. <laughs> She, it, it, she really, truly, I mean, she always has been, but this really just was like, I mean, she just took that character to a place where at first I think, you know, you had to warm up to her and go like, oh God, she's so over the top. But the fact that she literally carried that through through six seasons and then just, it, it kept getting more and more over the top. Like that was the best part about it, but it was also just so authentic for her. And I think that those characters were also well-developed with mm -hmm. their backstories and, and also just relatable. And I think, you know, even going back to Superstore, they just, they just were relatable. You know, you could be friends with anyone on, on, on either one of those shows. Totally. I, I worked retail was my first job, you know? And so, and I remember that dynamic of the people in the back, you know what I mean? That people who are running stock and the people who are greeters up in the front. And then, you know, there was always, somebody's I worked for American Eagle Outfitters and that was like my first job and I remember there was one woman who worked there with us it was like a bunch of like 16 17 and then like college kids and then there was this one woman who was like 50 years old who she was like the mama of like the place and so I don't want to say her last name because I think her son still follows me on things. Um, but, but like she was awesome and she was a lot of fun. But like you see these kind of dynamics of like these people who wouldn't necessarily be together being together. And I think that's one of the things that in Superstore and Schitt's Creek, that's I think it's something that's an element, you know, that that's there, that that people who don't necessarily need to interact are all of a sudden thrown into a situation together. It's very DMV, you know. Well. I think it also just boils it down to just, you know, humanity, right? Just because people have different backgrounds or they come from different, you know, upper class or wealthy and then Schitt's Creek are thrown into this, this uh, situation or Jonah, you know, in his whole backstory, but we're just, we're all people at the end of the day. 
and it just it worked but yeah. yeah it's so humane like and it's like it's so funny because the extremes of what i like because i like that and then i can like jump over into like some hannibal type series where like people are you know it's just like all this death okay I know that you appreciate like a good sitcom. So yes. yeah. And then you're also one of those people too, who you, what was the show that you turned me on to a while ago? GCB. Uh, Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch. Is it coming like back? There's been rumors that it's supposed oh. to come back. Well, I mean, we could talk about that. So it was, and then the pandemic happened. So, but it, it's going to be a reboot and it's going to be set in a different city with all new cast, which is extremely controversial. Yeah. And I'm hoping that they change their mind on that. But um, yeah, or so they, we'll see. Or they find a way to import like a couple characters. That's, you know? that was my thought. And, yeah. you know, I, I think they were basically going to, they're going to CW it, mm. you know. So that says everything you need to know. But they do need to. I mean, it's worked well for all the other reboots where you bring back. Is it still over on Hulu? Like, I I haven't watched it in a while. So if you guys don't know, GCB, Good Christian Bitches, uh, what that stands for. It was an old show that aired in like 2012. Kristen Chenoweth was like the part, you know, that everybody like latched onto. But then it just had all these... It was a soap opera, basically, but it was pretty and candy pop. And I don't know what else. How would you describe it? It had bite. It, it, it was, I mean, good Christian bitches. It really thought it was from a book that my friend Kim Harmon Gatlin wrote, and it was converted to a series. And it's literally based on her life. And she, you know, grew up in Highland Park in Texas. And it's about these women who are just good Christian bitches. And they think that they're better than everybody. So they're judgy but they have their own skeletons. And so the way that that plays out is super camp over the top. I mean, it really had an all-star cast. If you really go and look at it, um, you know, Annie Potts from obviously like designing women and mm-hmm. all the other modern shows she's been on, but. I haven't uh, watched it in years. I haven't like, I need to rewatch. Watch it again. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's 10 episodes. And then you'll be just as pissed as I was when it was canceled and want to start a campaign. <laughs> Did you start that campaign, Randy? I did. I did start the SaveGCB.com campaign. I love that. That you're like super fanned out and that you could like. I did. did it, you... it became the largest Save a Television Show campaign in history. Like it was on Perez Hilton, Wendy Williams. Every single one of the cast members either wrote me, called me, FaceTimed me. I've ended up meeting most of them now. Um, and because of that sort of fanfare, that's one of the reasons that the show is even being given a second life. And wow. so the people who are involved in the show are very appreciative of the long, I mean, we even had a write-in campaign where people bedazzled Bibles. I have pictures of these. This and is amazing. It, it said, save, G- save, save GCB. And we mailed them to the president at the time of ABC in New York. Oh, and man. his office was like inundated with Bibles. And I, I did find out, um, that they ended up uh, donating them to like homeless shelters and what battered women shelters around New York. So that was cool. So there that, are people um, with Save GCV Bibles. Yes. <laughs> going to yes. church right now. Like, I, oh my God, this is, that's freaking, I never knew you did that. 
That I is, got a lot of I got a lot of stories. I know you do, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to have you on because you're one of those people too that like you're you're one of those feeds that I love to follow on Instagram because it's always something silly. Um, we have to get into the whole viral sensation of of what happened at your house with your dogs <laughs> like last year, um, but. You also, you always have pictures of like, you know, just random people that you've met. And so you see a lot of live concerts when, when live concerts were a thing. And yeah. so is, where did that start? Where did that, that. Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, seventh grade, my mom took me. No, I just, I've always loved music. I have a passion for it. I've actually produced, you know, nine dance songs with a pretty well-known remixer producer. Mm-hmm. And it's just always been a passion of mine. And uh, so going to shows, you know, I have friends that are in the industry. And so I've been very fortunate that way to be able to go to shows or work shows. I mean, you, I've done done it all. So to, to get like your photos, because you have like photos with really good celebs and you always have like great things. Is it, are you, do you wait for those? Are you pernicious and like kind of get that, get in? Like what is, what is your in for that? Because it really depends. So I, again, I have a friend who used to work for the Hollywood bowl. And so when you're there at the bowl, you know, you're going to run into celebrities. And so that would happen, or she would say, get your ass here. Like there's a meet and greet. So some of it was planned. Some of it was surprised. Um, others have just been my own connections in the music industry, you know, mm-hmm. like through the dance world and through the producers. Here's a fun fact. I don't think that, you know, my cousin was engaged to Dion Warwick's son at one point. And <laughs> I know I was so pissed that Whitney Houston died because we were all going to the wedding that at the time, um, Sean King, you know, Larry King's uh, ex-wife was going to, uh, she was going to be the officiant and Whitney was going to be there. So I was like, this is like the best thing in my entire life, like everything a gay could want. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Aunt Whitney. And then of course that happened. But so uh, Damon Elliott is his name. He actually was one of the producers and engineers on the Lady Marmalade song with Maya Pink, Christina, Lil' Kim mm-hmm. and won the Grammy. And nice. so at one point they he had called them and said, hey, okay. celebrating its 20th anniversary this weekend. It is. Oh, I, I just saw that fact today, like somewhere. I think Mike, did, did you post it or did like no. Mike, Mike, maybe Mike Killamon did or somebody. So funny story about him. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he, he produced a song and then they, Damon called me and said, Hey, we're trying to do some like booking gigs for like uh, Kim Zolciak because she was on the, on the road, you know, uh, doing her tardy for the party song. And, uh, and then, she, and Maya, they were trying to like book Maya at gay clubs. So I ended up getting her a gig at Montage and it was, it was interesting, right? Like she's this, you know, big artist, Grammy mm-hmm. winner. And I was totally sober that night, just, you know, wearing my little blazer and, and, and being very professional. And they said, Maya's going to leave, like, as soon as the set is over. I'm like, great. So literally towards the last song, I started, like, downing uh, Grey Goose, like, from her table. And I'm like, cool. Like, you know, I've got, <laughs> I've got, like, I've got 20 minutes to time this right. And so by the end of her show, I am now basically trashed. And she decides that she's going to stay and do pictures and autographs and meet and greet and just hang out at the club. So I'm like, fuck, this backfired. <laughs> and so fast forward, we, we get up to the office, like at the very, very end of the night. And I start giving her like an unsolicited opinion of what I thought she should be doing with her music career. Mm-hmm. And I left. Oh God. And 
I got home and I just started freaking out. I was like, I think I just fucked everything up. I can't believe I did that. My husband was pissed because he, you know, was like, you need to be sober tonight. The next day I get an email from Mike Kilman and he goes, Hey, Randy. He's like, I'm, I'm Maya's manager. And she said that you had a lot of great ideas that you wanted that you had. And we would love to talk oh. to you more about that. And that's Ooh. what, that's what started our friendship and relationship. Oh my goodness. So like it worked out in your favor because I've had those moments where you're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to time out. Yeah. Like you've been working enough. Now I can get my drink on and I'm, I'm clear towards the door and like yeah. for that for that to backfire in such a way, but then work out in such a way at the same time. Totally. And you know, every time Maya comes to town now, she, she calls or it's like, Hey, bring your gaze and we'll go down to like flux, you know, downtown. And we're just her guests. And she, it's just turned into this like fun, fun thing but um yeah and then I ended up booking Kim Zolciak at I think it was called Eden at the time or whatever whatever that place I remember that yeah when it was when it was Eden because I remember I think that's maybe kind of the first experience I had with you like in like public because we've always just been kind of like passing ships but mm -hmm. then in each other's socials and so it's this weird thing and then I've also your mom has danced for our company back in the past with um I remember with, that. With, with flash mobs and things and so your mom is so cool Miss Lori I love her I love her I love her too uh she's she's ugh, cream of the crop like people like in the world and so she's one of the people I, I enjoy it but um yeah, like I just remember that whole experience with Kim Zolciak being there and she just, didn't she just kind of like bop to the song? <laughs> I mean, did we expect anything else? Yeah, because um, was that the one where she just pressed play on the little CD player? She did, well, she was, she did that new song that never went anywhere because she had that, you know, that Wig? continued battle with with uh, Candy Burris. Uh -huh. The, um, something about your ring on it. I can't remember. A ring, a ring, a ring, a ring, a ring. It was like, that was like the song. It was like, she said ring like a million times. I do yeah. remember this. Ring didn't mean a thing. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. The ring didn't mean a thing. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The ring didn't mean a thing to you. I see your eyes. My ears were ringing for sure. But yeah, so that's that's some of the the ways. I mean, I've I've met some pretty big people. I think I've only paid for one meet and greet in my life, which was Britney Spears, which was a hundred percent worth it. Absolutely. But, you know, like others have been just. Uh, I met Lady Gaga before she really blew up and became mainstream, and we had an exchange that will literally forever remain in my heart, and I'll be a fan for life. And are you are you an IKEA parking lot person? Did I you am. Okay. I am. So were you there? No, this is right before I moved to San Diego because like had just started, I was like listening to the Lady Gaga and I had discovered, you know, that, that whole thing. And I started following her. I think it was MySpace at the time. So I remember everybody saying that she played at this Ikea parking lot. And so when I first moved here, the first time we went to like Costco and I was like, that's the Ikea parking lot where Lady Gaga was. And so all these San Diego people are like, oh, Lady Gaga, she performed at a parking lot. We know her. Like it just felt so like nonchalant at the time and now she's blown up yeah but those are the people that probably weren't actually there because i had like been a fangirl probably six months before that happened mm -hmm. and you know everybody's there looking for their little free you know she's signing basically like enjoy the fame lady gaga and literally just like turn and burn like you know getting through people and i come and i have like a 12 inch poker face vinyl under my arm 
and a Aww. CD cover for the album. And she literally throws her hands down on the table, like grabs my hands. And she's like, and she looks at her manager and she's like, this is a real fan. So I'm going to stop for a minute. Aww. And she wanted to know like how I had heard about her. And she's like, thank me so much. And then she personalized all my stuff, which she wasn't doing for anybody else. And, you know, it was like, I love you. I love you back. And it was just a special moment and she didn't have to do that. And um, so, yes, I am a Ikea parking lot person. I, I love that. You're actually <laughs> somebody who actually did go. And so, cause it's legendary. Cause there's somebody who I recently even saw like on TikTok who's been like posting old Gaga footage from, you know, the before times and like, somebody's been posting a lot of stuff from the Ikea parking lot, the white outfit. And she had like four dancers with her. And like, she it was literally the same way brought outfit. it mm -hmm. that she wore to every performance. Like that shit looked like a dirty wall. That and was on the hill. <laughs> it was on the, it was on uh, the hills too. Lauren Conrad. Remember she zipped her up in that. And yeah. so, so into some of that like reality. So have you had any other experience with housewives or any of that? Cause you like housewives, right? Girl, housewives. Yeah. Let's go. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to Okay. Um, I mean, like, where do, where do you want to dig in? So, you know, it's funny, like, I was up in LA right around Thanksgiving a few years ago, and Candy Burris was doing a show at whatever it's called now, The Factory, or I maybe dating myself. Um, and I just, I messaged her on Twitter and I said, Hey, are you doing a meet and greet? I would love to meet you. I'm such a fan. And she replied back. She says, I'm not. She goes, but here's my manager's number. Text him. And I would love to meet you and we'll oh. set it up. Like we were the only person, the only people. This is people knowing that you are a pure hearted fan of like music and people. Cause you do, you like love Love. You know, you're wearing a Kylie shirt right now. Like you love your Minogue. music. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> there is no other Kylie. <laughs> but come no on. Yeah. But so what happened with Candy that night? So she was great. Like her, her, her guy, he's on the show too. He's like, you know, just come to the side of the stage and we'll walk you over. And we ended up just hanging out backstage for a bit, took pictures, chit chat. She was super sweet, super kind. So, you know, the housewives world is just so funny how things have just evolved over the years with um, like Gina Kehoe, who's like obviously an OC OG. Mm -hmm. She actually is in works for a company that I work with. So associations. Are, yeah, we are. So I'm actually friends with her. Uh, I've met and hung out with, um, you know, Tamara at different shows and Eddie, I was at a, a book release party for Heather McDonald, who, you know, is the big juicy scoop. Love her. Yeah. And I mean, there's just so many different random ways that we've stumbled on things. I went to my friend's daughter's birthday party and, and uh, Ladera Ranch and Megan was there. And, you know, I sat next to her. And so we've hung out a couple of times and there's so just a lot. Do you have a favorite housewife? Are you one of those people who like has, or at least a favorite in the show context? Who's your favorite to watch on TV? I I'm still impartial to... Oh, God. We didn't even talk about Beverly Hills yet. We haven't even gone there. Yeah. It's hard. I, I love I loved Tamara because she just is, we're alike. She's very outspoken and, and crazy. And I, I just love, and I love a fiery blonde. Um, and I know I, that's not a popular opinion. That's my opinion! So I'd have to do a favorite by, by um, series. But see, here's the thing about Tamara is that, like, we all 
when you watch these shows is that you appreciate people for so long. And then there's a moment where you're like, oh, they've done so much that they need to be off the show. They need to be off the show. And then once their energy is gone, you're like, there's a hole and nobody is filling this gap. And so the other day I was um, looking for some clips to like slice into another episode of this. And I got stuck in a Tamra hole and it was like Tamra's best freakouts and Tamra's, you know what I mean? Like in the, in, in Ireland, in the back of the car or in, in the, you know, fuck yeah. yeah. With like some of the best moments. And so and that, that it, it's my opinion is yeah. like the absolute biggest. Don't you get it? Why can't anybody have an opinion about you? You know? So. I, it, um, yeah. So uh, what's her, uh, Heather. So I'm uh, again I met Heather, Terry Debro. Oh, uh, let's have you been to the house? Built. Have you ever been to the house? Oh God, thank you. I went to Shan. I was at Shannon Bedore's house and Shannon and David. The old so, one, the one, there's the chandelier one with the chandeliers like lowered. The bit, yes, the big one. Like it had the basketball court that they had to sell because they became poor. Hospital grade air, gems, yes. gems in the foundation, lemons in a one. bowl. That's legendary. <laughs> Um, oh God, shit. You're digging up some old memories. Like, so Gretchen was there. So I met Gretchen and um, what's his face? Slade. How were they? Um, so th- I've. They were fine. Yeah. I'm just trying to think who have I painted in the past? Cause I know I've, I've, I've uh, done some face at Hotel Dell and I want to say I did Gretchen's once. Probably. And so yeah. And it was very like, uh, and then who else was has been around we had some good people but um that's making me think but i'm thinking about other people's clients and so i can't remember whose faces i've touched i know i touched somebody like it was like a friend of at one time no the one who had the cuffs liz no lynn lynn Curtin. oh yes the one that yes. was smoking weed and volume at the same time yes i've done lynn Curtin's makeup that's his makeup i've done before for a for a wedding at the hotel dell <laughs> so she seems sweet. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills, of course, like, you know, I met Lisa Vanderpump several times. I went to uh, Brandy Glanville's book launch party. Invitation from the original producer of Housewives in Orange County via Tamara. She got me in there. How about all this Brandy stuff right now? Like, she's like, I look this different because I got burns. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with Brandy Glanville? <laughs> I haven't paid too much attention to her lately. I do like her, though. Um, yeah. Lisa Renna and her and Harry, we were at a fundraiser in Beverly Hills one time. And my friend used to run her social media. So she hooked us up there. Nice. And who else? I ran into Adrian at Lance Bass's club and what is it? Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. And she was super sweet. She like opened up her little thing, let her, let us come in her um, little VIP, VIP booth. And we chatted for probably like 45 minutes and we actually swapped numbers. She wants to come down to San Diego and like see the mostly monkeys animals, animal sanctuary. And nice. that was a trip. That was a trip. I've, so, I've, I've done the, you know, like pride up in LA and so and like in WeHo and you usually will see like the Vanderpump kids and everything. And my favorite experience with them was, as we were walking, you know, the, when the film crew, when the cameras are up, they all are holding signs up and they're all, Woo! as soon as the camera went down, all the signs went down and all their energy all went down and they're just like walking, like in a parade, like in front of people, like people are still seeing you, even though those cameras aren't on, everybody else's are, girl. My eyes are on. 
Uh-huh. So that's funny. I, I was at Pride and we were at Sir, and I didn't know that they were taping. And I was like drunk, drunk, <laughs> drunk, drunk. And apparently, like I was walking in right behind Lisa and my fate, and it's on camera. It's literally on an episode of Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And she goes up behind the bar and ends up pouring a bottle of vodka like straight into my friend's mouth but literally everyone thought i was gonna murder her because i just was like you can't see my face you can see my face but it's funny eyes eyes wide open behind her (laughs) yeah yeah i had that experience because when she was walking i think it was a couple years ago um during pride you know as she walks back and forth between bars and things and she has like all her security and I was standing across the street from Pump at the uh, the Starbucks that's there. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I, we're walking and I just hear all this fanfare like, oh, and like, and I turn and it was like a moment out of a movie because like the wind is blowing and there's Lisa Vanderpump in like fuchsia with the big hat, the gloves, and it's just all blowing in the wind with two big bodyguards on either side. And I'm like, I'm having one of those LA moments. Like, it's like, these are those moments that kids like, oh, this is all why it's worth living here. And I'm like, I don't want to live in LA, but that's a cute moment that I had. That is it's mm-hmm. very, um, it's very, it's a very LA moment. And there's, so, I mean, there's yeah. so many, we could talk for 10 hours. Totally. Are you watching any of the housewives right now? I have a confession. I had to stop. What happened? <laughs> I just, it got fucking old. Like, I, I think New Jersey was the first one I aborted because I literally could not take, um, oh my God. So I actually rode in an elevator with Teresa Giudice um, in New York one time, like uh-huh. for 10 floors. And it was, and she's actually, she annoyed the fuck out of me. She's actually stunning. She wears way too much makeup on television. She is fit as fuck. Like mm-hmm. her body is like banging, like in person. And, um, but I just got really, that storyline was so old and it was really actually just depressing to watch family, like hating each other so much that I just, I'm like, I can't. They they have made a turnaround over there in Jersey. It's actually the only one that I'm kind of watching regularly right now. Like I'm a, I'm a New York and Beverly Hills like person. Like when they're on, I'll watch consistently, you know. But a, a lot of the other ones, I'll watch. I'll, I'll let them build in my DVR, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna power two through through two of these today because I have to cook. You know what I mean? Like, like I do that with like Dallas or like Atlanta. Oh God, I can't with Dallas. That was the one I, I tried and I'm like, this is so, this is trash. I think the last Beverly Hills one I watched was Denise's last season. And I just, I just haven't had a minute to get back into it. Well, has it come back yet? So you, you just watched that it. was, oh, so that was the last season. So, okay. so you're up to, you're up to date on the Beverly Hills even, of it all. I don't they, even know what year it is. They did her wrong. Like Miss Denise. And she also didn't know how to fight like lock in and yeah because i've loved her i was like i was so excited and you know like mean girls is like they're not mean girls drop dead gorgeous is my favorite movie and i've always loved her in that and mm-hmm. everything else she's done of course but um yeah i love beverly hills because they're just nasty um but i also hate erica jane um she's supposed to be like the centerpiece of this new whole season well they they now. should i mean it's so i mean i she see, hasn't we could do a she hasn't given us anything for years like she's she's never like, yeah I, she i remember she was making the, the rounds the the gay you know circuit 
And she was always like coming up with these like number one songs that I had never heard of. And I was like, where the fuck is this bitch coming from? Yeah. And and then now it makes sense, right? She's got a, a she had big financial backing to pull off these videos and producers and you know, how did make you herself- not know? How did you not know? How did like how did how's she gonna explain that she did not know? Uh, of course, of course. I mean, you're not she's not stupid, yeah. but I just I thought she was just like a talentless hack with money and there's a lot of people that run around in the dance world that mm. that pull off records but she was consistently doing it and uh i saw her at long beach pride once and i thought she was actually a drag queen and <laughs> um same amount of makeup i guess but i just i was not i was not a fan and when she came on the show i had that preconceived like oh god but she i did have a turnaround right i go wow she's she's snarky she's funny i like her as a person and she's great show. to look at. She was so good to look at her first seasons on the show because she was always turning out a look and, you know, yeah. and it's gotten old. Now we have Dorit. I'm like, just, ugh. I'm like, just, I'm too, I'm too tainted with Erica now. I, I don't know if yeah. I'd ever told you the story about white party and no, go for it. <laughs> we were, I had, I had went to sound check for Kylie Minogue's um, tea dance performance. I'd met her my friend who had booked her there, you know, got me backstage and then they gave me an all access pass. So the night of the show, I'm there with my husband and we're backstage and everyone's taking pictures with each other. And I was talking to Erica, you know, Oh, we're such a fan. Blah, blah. And then past each other again. And my husband says, he's like, Oh, you look so great. You look like you've lost a lot of weight. Shut the f- up. And I'm like, Oh my God. And she turns around. She's like, honey, I was never fucking fat. Um, and just like goes off on him and then she had this like little queen that was just a nasty little thing too he comes back up and i didn't say shit right i was sitting like i'm a fan i love you and then he looks at me and he goes well you're one to talk about your weight anyone's weight and i like literally like security had to get involved and she was she was trying but here's the best part she was trying to get us kicked out but because we were guests of kylie's they were like sorry She's gonna stay. Oh my god! Yeah, and she just—if you look at the picture of Erica and and Kylie that they took, it's just the epitome of like this is an icon, this is a legend, this is class, and you're literally like garbage. You don't know what I deal with every night. Okay, I'm I'm done. Okay, <laughs> I don't have I don't have any like way to feel about Miss Erica. Nobody tag her in anything that we talk about today. Um, no tagging, <laughs> but like I can tag her. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that she's been boring. She's been boring consistently. And that's how I kind of judge my housewives. It's like, you have, you're on the show to entertain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what, you know what this is about, you know what, you know, like there's, there's some really, really good ones that are out there that, you know, that that's what they show up and do. But Erica, she doesn't, it's just been kind of like a consistent thing of like, let me look down on everybody else and yeah yeah and it's just like for what reason like you're one of the people because she wants to act like she's so down home all the time that oh i stripped i stripped at this bar oh i used to work here and that kind of thing well then act like that girl yeah that's the other part i'm happy if there's a whole season where they skewer her because i don't think i can talk about like who gave whose dog away for an entire full season again like that literally was what made me tap out that one season because i was like this is too much that's the season i tapped out and then i came back you know as we got back into like and then they three ways yeah and then they tore denise a new one like that was all very very much premeditated with you know with kyle and all that you know you could you just you can kind of smell it that they're self-producing so 
I think that that's how I kind of look at it, that I kind of have taken this, this um, Maddie and Colin, one of the ways that when we first, when they first started watching some of these housewives in the beginning, and I was like, you have to look at it kind of like a reality show game show, kind of like a survivor. And so each girl is trying to get all of her alliances up so that she gets the most screen time. And if you don't have the right people in your corner, they're not going to come to your house for the party. And then you don't get to shoot the finale at your house. That's how you kind of judge these things, you know? And so yeah. who, who holds all the cards, which for the longest time, it was like Bethany. And then, you know, you went on Bethany's trips and you always went on Dorinda's house. They always were the ones who were kind of like your, 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 your top dogs. Same thing with Lisa Vanderpump. You always went to Lisa Vanderpump's house. That's where the last party always was. So now Kyle is now trying to step in there and she's, you know, pretending to be Lisa Vanderpump with her pink sign and her front foyer. And like, yeah. you know, like it just, that's how you have to look at housewives. If you look at it kind of like a team sport survivor, it's fun. <laughs> that's a really good analogy or like strip poker, right? Who's the girl that's going to take the sock off and who's the girl that's going like right for her bra. Yeah. And you know, that was like Shannon Bedore at one point when she's like pulling her marriage and all of that right into the middle of the show so wow, you're like shannon bedore now like she just she sounds like she squawks <laughs> like like it's always like a little bit of a squawk coming in hot <laughs> like, tinkle hopper oh. yeah yeah she's very much her she's a seagull <laughs> like, wow she has that energy are, are you a uh, big brother survivor person do you do any of that oh yeah big brother like like a psychopath since oh, really Day one, I'm friends with a lot of like past cast members and we've done a lot of fun things together. And I used to go to all the rap parties and would you um, ever do, would you ever uh, sign up for those? hundred thousand percent. I would, well, you know, I would do survivor probably now just to lose like my COVID weight. But <laughs> um, the thought of like having to eat a tarantula or something, I I'd literally would shoot myself, but big brother. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's going to all stop because I, I got into the whole, let's say Big Brother, I watched the early seasons and I kind of fell away in the Celebrity Big Brother. I'm totally a big fan of like, I yes. love when they, when they put like people that we care about because I will sign. I signed up for the CBS app. I was watching them at 2, 2, 2 a.m. talk to each other about chips. Like, yep. this is fascinating. Keep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or or watching them eat a chip. It's just like it's. Yeah, I did the whole thing. I did season one when the format of the show was completely different um you know we would watch the feeds non-stop and it was just so bad i would sit in my office like watching the live feeds that were free at the time yeah and then show then it was like what showtime after dark and it was on another thing and then i used to get the feeds and i just the american version's stupid though like they need to stop editing out you know put the cameras in the shower stop blurring things just let us see it all (laughs) <laughs> it's there well that's the whole thing with the whole survivor thing now lately too because you see like some like now in these later episodes like everything is always blurred and you're just like you know it's a butt crack it makes it so much more like gross <laughs> like when yeah. they... i used to watch survivor it's just but now it's like it's just the same thing i think i tapped out halfway through but i remember early on i was at magic mountain and we were walking out you know where they they're hawking their photos and lit- and I have an eagle eye for celebrities or reality, whatever, anybody. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got the eye. And there was Jerry Manthe. 
Oh. And you remember her from, I think she was in Outback. Like yeah, she's like season, season two. She comes back. So what, like, that's how maybe, like, because I don't love the early seasons because it is, like, it became monotonous. And the thing is, when you got to, like, season, like, 16, it was like, okay, we're done. But they did this thing in season 20 when they brought everybody back. And Jerry was one of the ones who they actually brought back because she it was, like, uh, heroes and villains or whatever and she was she was considered a villain villain and so they brought her back and she was all getting cozy with like coach and like it was just it was it was a fun season because what they do too is then they just start dropping more of those immunity idols out there so uh, i would say like i i do appreciate the later seasons and actually did it was something from christmas to like two weeks ago i was watching (laughs) see and i think i appreciated all the earlier seasons of those kinds of shows because it was more like organic and pure and the whole like big brother people were just stupid and living together they weren't realizing they had to strategize in -hmm. order to win like they weren't playing it like a game and i think you know had richard who really you know brought that in hardcore you had um oh my god i had this one time at a gay bar Uh, what bar was it doesn't even matter it was in la a lot of shit happened in la with reality stars but remember the guy johnny fairplay who you know claimed his grandma died yes to get sympathy with those teeth and that hair i know (laughs) i made out with him at like the abbey really (laughs) yeah i mean like why not there's a lot of weird people i made out with is he gay no but it was just a surface make out sort of my wheelhouse i mean I've made out with like China. Remember the wrestler from WWE, like yes. on Christmas Eve at RIP China. I know, poor Joni. Polly Shore one time, like Hamburger Hamlet, like after leaving the Abbey. So, yeah, lots gone down in that corner. Who's, who was the best one? China. Really? Yeah. She she had that swerve. <laughs> it was fun. She had her like little chihuahua with her and it was we had a good time. We just we hung out and it was just I like random stuff. Like I just literally will go with the flow and put myself in the weirdest situations. So um and I don't mind it. Are you a live theater person? Oh yes. <laughs> but I'm also the worst to take because you know, once I get obsessed with shows like Phantom, I could literally sing, well, try from start to finish. But yes, I, I love live entertainment. So whether it's a concert, if it's theater, you know, plays, anything. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an emotional theater goer. Like uh, we go, we, you know, if we were talking real, real, real world times, we'd go to the theater all the time and, you know, take special trips yeah. to like New York where we would see like seven different shows. And like, um, you know, we have my partners on the board of like, you know, one of the theaters around here. And so, um, it's something that's very much ingrained in us. And the thing is, and I know like a good show is like that moment when you like go in and like, and if there's like a moment where I get like really, really emotional, like it's like everybody's like singing and it's like, okay, I'm seeing like people like live their art and live their thing. And so, and if I don't feel that, I just kind of like, okay, it was an okay show, you know, and I just have one of those kind of moments. Well, it's so, like having, you know, like you're like a bad employee, right? Like they're not into it. And it's not going to come through, but I, and I, I think that's the, I think you hit it on the head with live entertainment. There's been plenty of artists that I have either been at a show or was working a show that I wasn't a fan of. And mm-hmm. I was a fan after the live performance because of that, because they were just so passionate and good and talented and you have to appreciate an act like that. And it, I think that's like a, was dragged literally forcibly to a Zach Brown band show. 
uh-huh. and had never heard a song other than, you know, a little bit of chicken fried. And it was cold. It was raining. It was at the Chula Vista Amphitheater. And I was miserable. I was like, this just is going to fucking suck. And the show was so good and so much energy and passion and creativity. I'm like fangirl now for Zach Brown Band. I've been like every show since. We've literally gone. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, I love that. I, well, I did the same thing in, in high school where um, I didn't, I wasn't into Santana. You know what I mean? He had like the Rob Thomas song was out and everything. And I was just like, oh, Santana, whatever. And my friends, we have to go. We have to go. And it was an outdoor amphitheater in Pittsburgh. And we went and uh, Macy Gray opened up for him. Hmm. And it was like, this is interesting. And it just kind of like hit me on the head with like Macy Gray because she had this big feather boa that like she like streamed out and like one backup dancer grabs it. Another one takes it to the other, expands the side of the the whole stage. She grabs it. She's laying on the floor singing. And I was like, I'm a fan of this. And then Santana starts. And I was like, there's so much talent. And like, just the way this man was. And it was like, Oh, I'm a fan now. Like, and it became like, I went home and it was like, okay, let me get another album. Let me do this. And like, you just kind of get back into it. And it has to do with like that live performance and somebody who really stun you. I got to see, I think my last one of my last shows was JLo, you know, in 2019. And so, which- During the summer? I think like in so. Ju- it was like June? Yeah. I, I, I luckily, like my last month, like so February before COVID was like amazing. So I'm so glad that I got to go out on a high note. Nice. Um, we went to Vegas. We saw Jim Jeffries, you know, big comedian live and Hung out as my husband's like absolute favorite, and one of my really good friends opened up for him. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. And then we went and saw Gwen Stefani, and I hadn't planned on going, but it was more like let's do something. And then we went, fantastic show. Nice. And then like literally, I actually made a I made fun of a girl flying on a plane with a mask and gloves. And now I feel bad. I feel like I owe her an apology letter <laughs> because she was fucking like ahead of the curve. And we went and saw him literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Oh God. That's good. Yeah. And we saw Mariah Carey and that was a lot of fun. My, my friend got us amazing tickets. I, I met her boyfriend cause I spotted him out of the corner of my eye and I like jumped out of my box and snapped a picture. And we were supposed Mariah- to go, we were supposed to go right back to, cause we had, cause I had went to Vegas in January, right before you went in February. And I went with Nelson and, and, Gunther and Nelson was going because it was the uh, grand opening of RuPaul's drag show thing oh, there. Yes. And so, and it was just like, I didn't go to the show just because why? Um, but my, but like in like the lobby, you know, like all the drag queens are there and everything. So it was just like, just to be around the energy of just gay in like in, in Vegas. And it was like all this fun. And then Gunther was planning like this thing on March like 28th. We're going to, we're going to Vegas in March, you know? So it was like, oh, I'll be right back. And you had went. And I remember you had seen Mariah Carey. It was like, we should try to go see Mariah. Blah, blah. And then the world shut down. I was like, hey, we're not doing that right now. <laughs> so Yeah, we were going yeah. back for Kelly Clarkson's opening of her residency and shit shut down. I know. I cannot wait till it comes back and it's going to come back hard. I think it's just when, when things open. I hope so. Yeah. It's I'm ready to be open. We're, we're in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> when uh, we're starting to now see a little bit more just in, in the live event industry and that sort of thing that it's, people are starting to plan for like October, November and like they, you know, it's, it's coming back 
And so yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Are you full vaccinated? I'm fully vaccinated. Nice. Ready, ready to roll. Yeah. See, I'm almost there. Like I, uh, my, my second date is four, six, and which means my two weeks after is four twenty. but I'm, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's my, that's my mom's birthday and my dad's birthday are both April 6th. That's fun and, fact. And look who came out <laughs> like April 6th. <laughs> so, that's funny that they're both on the same date. I know it makes it easy for me to, yeah, totally. plan, to plan at least. It's like Christmas. It's all on the same day. Absolutely. My dad is uh, Christmas Eve. And so it always feels like chintzy for my dad because he's right, you know. So we always make a point like on Christmas Eve to like get a cake and like make it not red and green and like, you know, do do Got something a little bit special. But yeah, but the whole vaccination thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I should be good to go in my two weeks after is, is on 420. So it's like, get out there. And so are you seeing <laughs> like... I, I'm ready. I mean, I have it. I, we actually went dining for the first time pretty much in a year last weekend. Two friends came and stayed with us that are fully vaccinated. So that was the first time we'd actually had really an overnight guest post-vaccination. So it'll be interesting to get back to normal, but I'm, I'm curious to see. I also don't want to be around a lot of people either, right? Like I'm good with people not up in my ass at the grocery store. Like get, get away. I yeah. mean, I was that way before, you know, you go to the movie theaters and the theater's empty and the people want to sit like two seats next to you. Like there's 300 other fucking seats. It would be like, nice to maintain this like distance thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if people that you don't know, you don't need to be next to them anymore. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, yeah. but yeah. I'm also ready to like be on top of other people too. Like, and hug people and kiss people and just interact. And yes. And so. yeah. And be, be in close proximity of somebody and not feel like a weird anxiety. It was, it was funny. Cause my first day or like, since I just got, when I got the first dose, um, I got it at a mall. So it's like like after hot topic you're like yeah get a vaccine it really was it was like i had to wait in the food court (laughs) afterwards okay so my experience was um over at the gross mount center you know what i mean so it's basically an outdoor shopping mall and so and they were everybody who's like their volunteers were great and you're like coming through and uh, as I was walking up and, you know, what are the reasons that make you eligible, you know, and I'm just like medical, <laughs> this other lady behind me, you know, six feet behind me at the next person, I hear her going, I'm fat. So I get it. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> so, it's another DMV type situation. Like we're all together, but we don't have to be oh. on top of each other with the distance. And so I got, you know, you go, you check in, the send you to the next place that, you know, where you go and get your shot. Um, which is always funny because it's like, yes, I'm Harry, please just give me the shot. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so, but it was cute because when they were like, okay, now you're going to go to the next part where you're going to go wait. And they had all these like volunteers who just had uh, pom-poms. And the were just like, yeah. Yay. You did it. <laughs> like, and it was just like, this felt so hopeful. And I was like, am I living through history right now? Like, this is going to be a movie one day, right? Not too soon, I act- but like... I know. Well, hello. Did you watch... I, I made a mistake of watching the movie. I made my husband watch Contagion. Like See, I did not. Uh, yeah. Well, I forgot how... how the par- You got to watch it. The parallels are really disturbing. And he got so paranoid about everything, rightfully so. And then I regretted watching because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'll never really forget... Is- I'll never forget that movie theater scene 
and like the cough in the movie theater and the particles go in the air, then they zoom in on it. And that as a child scarred me. And my dad, yeah. I remember we saw it in the movie theater and that happened. And my dad went <laughs> like this, to be funny. Cause that's my dad's like sixth sense of humor. I just saw people just like get lower in their seats and their shoulders all hunch over. So I haven't seen it since then. So I, maybe I will watch it as an adult. A, a, a cough and a sneeze is going to be the new person yelling fire in a theater. It really right? is. But like, I'm not, we rented a theater in October, did like the private rental. Oh, and nice. I'm like, you know what? This is the way to do it. Like I would spend a hundred bucks all day long to not have to be in a room with other people like coughing, sneezing on their phone. Cause it always turns into a, a confrontation and, you know, eating popcorn, like a barn animal. So I'm, listen, I'm in. You're you and you are a big movie theater person. I remember that. Oh my and god! So, Every, yeah. Like two times a week. So you're missing it. So like, you're are you ready to go back to a movie theater? <laughs> I, I'm actually not because it's just you know when you think about it, like how gross it really truly is. Um, I think I think movies are like completely changed. Like I think the whole culture of like going to the movies is is going to be different. Like right now, like even um stuff that's forecasting for like HBO max is like, okay, in August, we're still streaming our stuff. It's giving the theater, but suicide squad, yeah. like that new ad just came out. And so it's just, it's, it's forever going to be changed. I think. Like I would have preferred to watch like justice league and those big action adventure movies in a theater. And honestly, like we, we always pick the same two seats at this one particular theater. And if they weren't available, we wouldn't go. So mm -hmm. we had sort of the distancing already down, but I'm sure I'll go back. I just, I still am suffering from a little bit of trauma from the last year. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, then the, the rooftop thing, I think the, the rooftop cinemas that San Diego will have, I think will be a nice alternative to like. I've got tickets April 15th for guess what show? The Greatest Showman? Greatest Showman, the movie I saw 35 times in the theater. How many times have you seen it now? Do you do you know if you have a count? If you uh, think aver average days? It's probably... <laughs> It's probably like over 50, but I, I literally had counted the last was 35 in the actual theater. Nice. I think it's, that's, that's, I've never seen a movie that many times in a movie theater. I'm trying to think. The last movie was Crossroads and I saw it like eight times. My friends and I were like, we're going to get her box office up. And we felt like we were all going to do it. Like this little gaggle of gays in San Diego, we're going to move the needle for her. I remember seeing Crossroads for the first time and it was like, I'm a, I'm a Britney boy too, like completely. Same. Yeah, like she came out and it was like, she did something special for all of us little gay boys at the time. And, um, but, and I saw Crossroads, I think like five times to the theater as well. But I remember seeing it and being like, um, and the, the, the extra part about it too was because Kim Cattrall was in it. And so it was like, oh my God, Kim Cattrall's in this, she's playing her mom. It was such a big deal. But Zoe Saldana, like mm -hmm. being like, I remember being like enamored by her and I was like, she's going to be a star. And then look at who yeah. she is now, you know? So it's kind of amazing. And Taryn Manning, like, you know, I like her too. She's a very quirky actress. And um, I forgot uh, the, the hot guy, Anton Anson. Which one is know. he from? I don't remember what he's in anymore. But yeah, Taryn Manning from like, uh, what's her last I wish name? She was, I wish she was in me. Um, <laughs> Brittany always had like the hot co-star in all her videos and everything. She just always had like that just beautiful, beautiful boy. You remember the controversy in her very first video too? And everybody's like, that's her cousin. Remember? Oh, Do you yeah. remember that like, in, well, in Baby yeah, One More yeah. Time? 
kind of from Louisiana. So that seems fair. So it works. So I just put it, I wanted to find out what the guy from Crossroads is doing right now. And I put the search in and it just gave me like a Crossroads and intersection somewhere. It's like, no, Crossroads movie. That should be the first thing that ever pops up whenever you put in Crossroads, right? Your, your, your browser history is jacked. Yes. Your algorithm is off. It really is. What's going on? Did you see that meme the other meme the other day that that said something about every or every time? Like if you spell every time as like one word versus two, that's like gay culture. It really is. I'm like, oh my God, that is perfect. But it's peak gay culture. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things like like mean girls movie and that sort of thing. So and Anson Mounts. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, that's his name. So Anson Mount was from Crossroads. And what has he been doing lately? He must be in, he's in Hell on Wheels was his last thing. And he was in Star Trek. Which one? Uh, Strange something, Strange New mm-hmm. Worlds. So oh, he's that's yes. going to be in t- 2021. So that's coming oh, out. Oh, all right. Well, he's making a comeback. Yeah, he's in Star Trek Discovery and he was in Marvel's The Inhumans. Are you a Marvel person? I, I mean, I watch them. I don't, you know, connect all the dots to the, all the universes, but I, I loved WandaVision eventually because I didn't know what I was getting into. So those first two episodes, mm-hmm. and I know you already covered this with Maddie and Colin, but I ended up like obsessed. And again, one of those things, it's like, what the fuck do you mean there's no more season two? But I get it. Yeah. Um, it was really well done. It was totally it was very well written. Go back now, because now that you have that knowledge, I appreciate Doctor Strange and like Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel is very CBS. It feels very CBS, like the way that it's it's budget, the way that the looks, the, the costumes for the aliens, it just feels the stand, it feels Jericho, it feels it feels that kind of budget. But it's it's good, you know, but it makes WandaVision make more sense if you go back and watch that. So, I will. I, I mean, it, it, I guess it was low budget because now Brie Larson's doing Nissan commercials. So she got to collect a check somewhere. Well, I think um, she's just every piece of money that anybody can make in the pandemic. <laughs> like even, yeah. even if you are a Marvel superhero, you know. I know, but like, really? She's the, les- she's the lesbian one who comes in at the final hour. So we just rewatched um, Endgame because my partner had never seen it. And so oh, that was rough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we watched the final 30 minutes of the Infinity War just to kind of ca- re- recap up because we had seen it originally like in Seattle a couple of years ago when it first came out. Um, we did a summer where we used our Southwest companion, you know, oh. you know, we have like companion pass a flyover for free and moving to the West Coast from the East Coast. I had never been to a lot of places like uh, like uh, Portland and Seattle and like play, like big cities on this coast. So we kind of did that for a summer and then we just find ourselves in the city and like, what do we want to do? Let's go to the movies. <laughs> like, and so that's how we, we got ourselves into that. That's fun. Yeah. Do you have a favorite did- city to travel to? No. No. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I mean, I love, I love going to Vegas just because it's, uh, okay i lied new york new york mm-hmm. new york and then probably vegas only because they have that same like 24 hour there's just always energy there like, especially new york there's just something about that city there's just so much you can do and there's so much you can see and it's the people. I, I just i love it you know 
so mm-hmm. yeah, I, mean, I can't. I literally can't wait to go back to New York. Absolutely. Have you have you lived anywhere else besides? Are, are you born and raised here in in, Florida, in California? I was actually yeah born in Twenty Nine Palms, so in the desert, mm-hmm. and then um, pretty much lived in San Diego most of my life. And I I did live in LA for three years uh, for this for my job at one point, and then I ended up moving back, mm-hmm. and then now Big Bear um, more than part time. Love that. So it's so funny to like find people who like are from San Diego, just because it's like, I don't, it, it feels like such a, a vacation city and a transient city that when you find somebody who's actually of the place, like they just have a completely different, you know, look at how they spend their leisure time and you like fill it up. And so I have like other friends. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's paradise. I mean, it's home. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever leave, leave, leave. There's no reason to. There really is no reason to. Like I think about it, it's like I would like to have a second place somewhere else, but it's really nice here. <laughs> so like it's it, this is. I mean, I'm not that far away, right? I'll be home in two and a half hours. So it's great to be able to escape the city. And I think it was a good retreat during COVID because to be five minutes away from all the things that I loved and enjoyed but couldn't um, felt torturous. So now I feel like I'm on. You know, I'm looking at the national forest right now. Is Big Bear cold at this time of year? It's cold. I mean, there's snow on my deck. It snowed the other day. It snowed yesterday. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's 20 something degrees. Oh my God. Such like, it shocks me. I'm like looking outside right now. It's like 60 something here, you know, near the water, basically, you know? I still wear my flip flops and shorts and I'll throw a little sweater on. Dude, so. that's how we know you're from California. Like you're a San yep. Diego boy. I love that. Okay, I have another question for you. So, and it's just not even a question, it's amusing. So, you have had a couple viral videos. And so, I remember one of them being Pink a yeah. while back from a concert, one of another, another like live show of her, like her little trapeze act. And then something else that hit a little bit more closer to home, which is if you guys have been looking around, if you are on TikTok, if you're on Facebook, you have probably seen the dog smash into the glass coffee table and so what was the process of like getting that online and then when it blew up like how quickly did that all happen it was so weird so we have these little home security cameras that normally turn off when we're both home and i just got home from a work trip i literally sat down on the couch and my husband was outside and just comes running in and the dog always jumps fallon is her name from Dynasty. And she jumps over the couch and she's done it hundreds and hundreds of times. And she overshot it and literally just destroyed the table. And if you saw the video, it depends if you saw the full video or the 13 second version, we were in shock, right? It was a shocking thing. Mm-hmm. She jumped back up and we made sure she was okay. Just FYI, because we got skewered by people thinking that like I just, you know, threw my dog into a glass table and put my video online. Yeah. So I sat there again in shock. We, what you don't see, we pick her up, we take her off camera. We go in the other room, we're checking her for glass. And then I, but I was sitting there thinking, like looked at the camera and I go, oh my God, I never, I ne- when we got our new iPhones, I go, I never set the app up. So mm-hmm. if the app's not telling the camera to turn off, it stays on. So it's just and been I'm watching. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, did we get that? So once again, we made sure she was good. Um, came back in cut it down to like 13 seconds and I put it online and I woke up in the morning and we had like 2 million views 
Where'd you put it first? Would you put it on Facebook or Twitter on, or yeah, Instagram on, or where, where was it first? On Facebook first. And I think I made it, I think I put it on YouTube, but Facebook is where it, it took off. And then somebody else lifted it from my page and put it on their YouTube. And that ended up getting a shitload of um, followers to like a Reddit thread. And I also started getting a bunch of calls from an agent from agencies. And I was like, what the hell is this? And these companies reached out and they said, we would like to represent your video. I have no idea what that meant and what the implications of that was. But so this thing had like blown up. We ended up uh, hiring an agency and what they do is they basically license your video. They're like an ambulance chaser. They're like an ambulance chaser for viral videos. A hundred percent. That's literally what they do. So you know, but they're the company that manages. I mean, it's been on Inside Edition. It's been on like five TV shows in America. And so how do they, so they represent you guys as, as your, just your video and just. Yeah, they just basically the, have the, they have the right to license the video anywhere in the world. And we get, you know, uh, a larger revenue share of that. And we get a check every month. And so like right now, I just signed off on a release for America's Funniest Video. So I'm sure we'll be seeing that soon. That's amazing. So you paid for a new coffee table. <laughs> with, uh, with several yeah, yeah i mean i stopped i stopped keeping track oh my god so tiktok so then some kid two kids lifted the video and racked up like 25 million views each on tiktok which oh my you god. know this is and this is pre-pandemic so you know people over 41 on tiktok me and um i let it ride and, and people just kept calling like i saw your video and i didn't realize that you know you could monetize it really on that platform I ended up reposting it and getting like another 15 million views or something like that. But uh-huh. um, it's like a half a billion of what I left, what I stopped counting, which is just so weird to me. Jesus. That like that many people have seen that one little glimpse into your life, that 13 second, like snap. How yeah. that is insane to me. And so like, what is, what does that feel like? Is it, does it, well, did, you know, because people came for you guys a little, like you mentioned, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, well, every, some of it was funny. Like, I literally got a, a YouTube notification the other day, and it said, uh, see, ladies and gentlemen, like, proof that not all gay men are interior decorators, because we had just, like, taken everything down off of our walls. The house <laughs> is in disarray. So that was a little embarrassing. But um, there were some. I mean, the, so the PETA people came for us. The animal people came for us. Um, you know, it really depends, like, much different comments on like world star hip hop where it was also featured lots of homophobic comments uh-huh. um i think the ones that were most offensive are the ones that like said that i was like the dad on the couch and that paul was the son i'm like fuck you he's older <laughs> um i mean whatever like I, you know you got it all take it with a grain of salt and you can't look at the comments and i couldn't even imagine being like an actual celebrity where you have to deal with that kind of like hate you know yeah. you have so you have to filter it out and I, there was one, like there was a, some gay blog and somebody was saying like, oh my God, I can't believe they broke that Noguchi table. And another guy's like, that's not, a, that's a knockoff. That's an imitation. So now you've got these like gay guys fighting about whether or not my furniture is like knockoff or not. So that was hilarious. So you're part went, of pop culture. You're, you're gay canon now. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> so it's, it's funny. And listen, like I, I it, it's paying some bills, which I love. And it's, it's still like pops up in like the weirdest places and, you know, celebrities sharing it and posting it or uh, doing voiceovers on it. You know, Frank Caliendo, who was on 
um, what mad TV or something did some yeah. funny thing. And it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's so funny. Like that it's, you know, we see like people like 50 cent DMX and Mike Tyson sharing our stuff. And so it's just, it's interesting. And it makes you think a little bit too about these people who have like the little kids who, you know, like that little girl who sits in the, you know, with her sister in the backseat, Chloe, you know, with, yeah. the whole, with the whole eye thing, like did her parents, were they smart enough to get an agency to represent them? I'm hoping so. There's, that's a whole other conversation. I have a friend who, if you like America's funniest video, when you send the video to them directly, they like take your rights. Yeah, they do. And you don't own the video. So this is a really great way that the video is. They give you a t-shirt. Oh yeah. I mean, whatever. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy where it's at. I'm glad my dog is okay. Like first and foremost. And it's just, it's funny. And that thing is weird. Cause like, we're such, we're like the, the background characters in the show. I mm-hmm. did get grilled because I didn't get off the couch and do anything, but there's fucking glass all over the floor and I'm well, barefoot. And, and you're in shock. Dogs. Yeah. And you're in shock. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're obviously dog lovers because you have a bunch of dogs with you and they're not like, you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. It just, it's so funny what people like will look into. And I think it's just those late night spirals that people kind of kind of go further with. So I think those kind of comments, just those should be just like brushed off because you're getting paid for it anyways. So yeah, that's you the know, nice part about it. But it's all good. Yeah, so. that's, that's amazing. It's like so sensational that like something like that, that little brief moment that was looked traumatic. I mean, it looks traumatic when you actually watch it. And then after you watch it a second time, you're like, okay, it's a little bit funny and like a little bit lighter. You know what I mean? But like the first thing of it is like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, because yeah. people are like, oh, you should have had a wood table. And I'm like, that would have been worse. Like that would have been my dog literally like would have hit wood that wouldn't have broke. And it probably, her back would have been the thing that broke. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it was the knockoff coffee table, you know, <laughs> that, that shattered. But I think just like from a pop culture thing, I think it's hilarious that, you know, I'm such a you know big celebrity fan and person and, and then to see the celebrity now sharing me. Mm-hmm. So that's like, this like weird full circle. Thing. It really is. It's meta in a sense. Right. Totally. <laughs> so lightning in a bottle. You know. uh, that's, that's just it's fascinating to me because the thing is, and there's like other things that, you know, we put together a, a clip on like TikTok that's like, okay, I'm going to take 30 minutes and do this thing with all this editing and it gets like four views. And then something that just kind of like the camera was still on. Let's put this up. The next morning you wake up in 2 million views. Like that is just insane. And the share and the shares and everything else that it's just kind of like it just it popular. Yeah, I mean that that pink video that I uploaded, I thought that you know if you look on my Facebook video, there's still I think 20, 24, 25 million shares, not shares but views. I thought that was like such a big deal. I was like, oh my god, twenty five. It's a lot of people, you know. A lot um, of eyes. That's like so many people all over the world, you know. Yeah, and then so now to be at you know probably a billion which just, it's, it's really hard to comprehend. That's so fascinating. I'm loving that. But thank you so much, Randy, for joining me today. This has been so much fun. I 
thoroughly appreciate you coming on. You have so many great stories and so much like knowledge of like entertainment that I know I want to have you back. And so, and maybe anytime, yeah, I'll have you on with a panel with some of the other boys and we'll have some fun talking about some other celebrity and pop culture. But if you guys want to follow Randy, make sure that you guys, you guys can follow him over on Instagram at me. So Randy, you guys can see the video of the dog. You guys can see him. You guys can see all the celebrity pics. And then what you guys can do is you guys can also follow me over on Instagram or on Twitter at D'Angelo Gogo. D-A-N-G-I-L-O-G-O-G-O or you guys can follow me at D'Angelo on TikTok. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to Bald and Bingeable at whatever platform that you guys are listening to, but give us those five stars over on Apple Podcasts because those ones really work. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.